This episode of Translating Love is brought to you by Masters of Coffee. Because Masters of Coffee is a local Austrian company, this ad will be in German. Yes. Zu einem ordentlichen Morgenritual gehört nur eines. Poop? No. Coffee. Of course. Uh, und diese Episode wird gesponsert von Masters of Coffee. Seit Anfang 2021 gibt es sie bereits und Matthias und Bernd bringen ihr Barista-Know-how mit. Ihr Kaffee wird nicht nur online, sondern bereits in diversen Geschäften vertrieben. Und das Coole ist, man kann sie auch renten. Das heißt, rent a barista und man kann die Masters mieten. Was auch immer ansteht, gute Kaffee sollte nicht zu kurz kommen. Das heißt, bei Hochzeiten oder bei anderen Veranstaltungen gibt es guten Kaffee direkt von den Brühern. Und äh, das Tolle ist, es gibt auch Workshops, so man kann so für zu Hause einfach lernen, einen guten, super ordentlichen Kaffee zubereiten. Super cool. Und ein richtig cooler Service ist Pimp, meine Kaffeemaschine. Also man kann wirklich seine Kaffeemaschine individualisieren mit Griffen, mit Schnickschnack, super cool. Also es ist sehr einzigartig. Äh, und wer mehr über die Masters of Coffee erfahren will, geht auf die Homepage www.mastersofcoffee.eu auf Facebook unter Masters of Coffee Austria oder auf Instagram unter at the Masters of Coffee und alle Links findet ihr auch unten in der Description. Das Tolle ist auch, wer in der Linzer Area ist, kann sich auch ein persönliches Bild machen und jederzeit auf einen Café bei den Jungs im Store in der Leonfeldner Straße 328 in der Lederfabrik vorbeischauen. Everybody, welcome. Oh. What? Startling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Translating Love with the main host Wolfgang Danny and, and the co-host Boyfi. The main host Danielle. <laughs> the co-host Danielle and the main host Boyfi. That is me, and the main host is Boyfi. Danielle. <laughs> It's funny because he said the main host is Boyfi, but pointed to me when he said the main host. So. <laughs> You so, heard it here first, folks. <laughs> to clarify, I'm the to main clarify, host. To clarify, I am the main host, and yeah. Boyfi is the co-host. <laughs> no, you're not. You're <laughs> one year younger, therefore you're the co-host, because you mm -hmm. don't know as much as I do. I'm a woman, though, so I'm wiser than you. <laughs> so therefore I'm the co-host. I mean the main host, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first from Danielle. She is the co-host, and I'm the main host, which makes me more important than her. Wow. <laughs> So we established that. Welcome back to a new episode of this very important podcast. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not, it's not funny. It's a very important podcast. What people would do without our podcast, I don't know. They'd probably all die. The world would end. <laughs> world end. So you're welcome, world. They We're would, not letting it end. They would start like looting stores and, right. you know. Right. Causing riots and shit. I guess that's what happened when we paused for like a few yeah. three weeks. Didn't you see the chaos? People with like picket signs saying, bring back translating love. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, really I kind of missed that. It was really extreme. Um, can we talk about the fact that it's 28 degrees today and it's in the middle of September and it feels like it's still summer and it's so weird? Yeah. For those of you, probably most of you listening in the States, 90. 28 degrees is about 90. 
Yeah, and that's not nah, normal. Not 90. I would yeah. say 85. Let's check that. I think it's 85. Let's check because that. Because I think 90 is like 30 something. 30. Danielle, you know, you can't just say I think. But I'm pretty sure. You know, Danielle? Oh, 82. 82. <laughs> <laughs> 90 degrees. <laughs> 90 degrees, my ass. You know... What? You have to respect the US for still sticking to Farnhead and all the other <laughs> weird shit that makes no sense. Inches, feet. It, right. It's also stupid. And the other day <laughs> I showed Danielle a meme where they, I mean, it wasn't a meme. It was like a part of like a news article, a headline. And it said <laughs> a pothole in somewhere Florida, a sinkhole. a sinkhole in somewhere Florida open up. The size of two washing machines. No, seven. Approximately was, oh, seven, seven washing machines. You're like... <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? You're trying That's to... That's how we measure things, wife. <laughs> yeah, like everything but the the obvious choice. And fa fun fact, scientists in the US use the metric system because it makes yeah, sense. It does make sense. Yeah. You know what's even funnier though? What? In the US we use inches, but we also use centimeters. I know. It, it's like, what is that? Yeah. Pick one. And you also use ounces, but then you use milliliters. Yeah. Which makes no sense. You Not milliliters is for fluids, though. Yeah. Oh, ounces is not. Ounces, uh, you what is can't the thing, really properly What is the thing fluids? that is fluids? Fluid ounces. We have fluid ounces. No, but the other thing. Milliliters. Oh, but then the fluid ounces, that's what I mean. Fluid ounces, yeah. yeah that, which is also I mean. so stupid. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's also like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's so, but rant ending. Today we are talking about... We're talking about death, baby. Let's talk about No, you. come on. You had such a good opportunity for Billie Eilish there. Oh, what she is it? She has a new song, Everybody Dies, Surprise, Surprise. Oh, Everybody surprise. Dies, Surprise, Surprise. Yeah, we're talking about death because it's such a fun topic. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'll probably replace that sound with the real sound. Um <laughs> Or not. But now it doesn't make sense because he just said I'll probably replace that sound with the real sound. And if they hear the real sound, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're talking about death. And I think it's an interesting topic because um, a lot of people try to avoid talking about death or thinking about death or yep. even okay, bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> acknowledging the fact that at some point you everybody dies. And then it brings me to Jeff Bezos who just... Uh, yeah, who just, um, they just announced that Jeffrey Bezos invested a, like a, a bunch of million dollars into like a company that tries to reverse aging. What? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. The guy's like almost what, like 60 Benjamin now. like Benjamin Button reverse aging where it's no, just I think, like, you're going to age backwards now or like I mean, just a lot of, slow the effects There are a lot of, of companies and a lot of scientists, I mean, obviously trying to, you know, uh, find out why i mean they already kind of know why we're aging but try to re reverse uh, the effect on cells um why? and basically so i mean i think the main approach is to basically try to find out i mean aging is like a big a thing for cancer for example or or other diseases because at some point your old cells um are getting faulty and then, but they, then you know, why not put all of that money into cancer research Danielle, because that's not <laughs> well that's not what interest what, what rich people are interested in rich people want <laughs> How about to solve the problem not like let's reverse it rich people want to live forever right yeah, so Find a way to cure cancer. Find a way to cure Alzheimer's. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what that's some where people you do. should invest the money. It doesn't matter, but but 
Um, so uh, to Davos sidetrack. But uh, yeah, we were talking about death, and I think death is something that happens, will happen to you all. Think? <laughs> the, the thing is, I think we might still be in the generation that outlives or that lives much longer that uh, than other people before us. I mean, I think we will, but we're vegan, and I think vegan. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. But you I think mean our entire generation. In our no, no, yeah. I think in we will still live in the time where we have breakthroughs in medicine and and treatments that will make us live much longer. I'm you know talking what's... about curing cancer. I'm talking about curing al- Alzheimer's. I'm talking about curing other generative diseases that 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 um, kill us eventually. Mm-hmm. We might not. We might also. We might also be the last generation that lives to a certain age yeah. and then dies because of those things. But it could be that we or we we still see those things happening. My sister sent me a video the other day. Um, because she's like me, very afraid of death, um, like to the point where it's like close panic attacks if we think about it too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sent me this video because she said misery loves company, and she's like, "I watched this video and I need someone to be miserable with me." So she sent it to me, yep. and it's basically this guy explaining like very very quickly how little time we have, mm-hmm. where it's like. He's like the average based on worldwide averages. So he took the the average in certain countries or yeah. parts of the world for how old you live and then made a worldwide, worldwide average. And it's about 80 years old. Yeah. And, and it's nothing. Which is nothing. And then he was like, yeah, but you also have to kind of think about subtract the time from when you're born to a certain age or basically, you know, to your yeah. 20s. Because in yeah. your 20s, you really start living yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay, then subtract that. Then you have, what, 60 years left. But then subtract, you sleep X amount of hours per night, or you should. So then you subtract all of the time that that takes out. And it averaged out to something like you basically have 20 living, like awake years, like conscious years <laughs> which is so horrifying to think about yeah and it was just it's this really interesting but it's also eye-opening eye-opening because i sent back to her like well that was super depressing (laughs) (laughs) but because i'm 30 and he's averaging it for people who are in their 20s and and so yeah i just thought it was super interesting but it also was it's super eye-opening to think about how much time we really like waking hours we actually I mean, experience in life. And, funny, and yeah. you should think about that when you think about like the things you want to do with your life because you spend so many waking hours. I mean, how, how often do you like lay in bed, not you specifically, just you as a general term, like lay in bed and watch YouTube videos. Yeah. And then all of a sudden two hours are gone or, or even 45 minutes where it's like that shit adds up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, we, I mean, humanity itself has been around for like a, like a small fraction of time in, in earth's history, basically like the dinosaurs alone were around like, I think 20 times more than we are or something like that. Maybe a little less. So that alone gives you like a, a, a sense of how like, I would say a little um, time we already have on this planet, and like humanity, I mean. But then there, I don't know what the exact number is. Yes, we sleep obviously more time than we are awake. Um, so no, we sleep less than we're awake. 
I mean... We sleep on average eight hours a night. No, sure, sure, sure. But we spend a lot of time on this planet sleeping. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, And that's where our sponsor comes in with sleep number. No, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I I think that's a good point in terms of we should use the time we have in the sense that we should make the best out of it. I mean, you basically just repeated everything. I right. <laughs> but then I think then at the same time, I think because, uh, uh, you know, there's this quote, like make uh, live every day uh, like lowest. like it would be your last or something like that, oh, so. which is nice, obviously. But at the same time, what does that mean? I mean, if you really would know, OK, this is my last day, you probably spend all the money you can and mm-hmm. do the wildest shit which is something you can't do every day, obviously. And then at some point you have to probably work as well. But I think you don't necessarily have to take that quote so literally. No, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I think it's at the end of the day, you should say, okay, this day was... This was a good day. A good day. It was a fulfilling day. I did some meaningful shit. I maybe worked out or maybe went for a walk. Maybe I visited someone. Whatever. Yeah. Or maybe you just had a nice talk with a coworker or you bonded with someone or you did like a good thing or something Mm -hmm. like that where you can look bad at least at one thing during the day where like, okay, this was nice. This this was fulfilling. This was some this this was meaningful to me or to someone else, maybe. But let's talk about death. I mean, we've already been talking about death. And you're acting like that was the intro. No, no, no. (laughs) But I think death is an interesting concept because I I like the idea of not giving a shit anymore. I don't. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, there was a time before we were here and you didn't give a shit about that time because you weren't here. Obviously, you couldn't give a shit about it because you there was not there was not a you being around it. But obviously, we can look back at it and we can look into history books or on youtube and watch things that happened before we are we're here and we can say okay this happened and maybe we can even learn from it wink wink um but i think it's the same in the future i mean uh, first of all we don't know when we die so it could be tomorrow it could be in two days it could be in 20 years it could be in 70 years but in the end it doesn't matter because we we won't be around it anymore and I think for me, the concept of not giving a shit anymore, like not even being here anymore, not experiencing anything anymore. The thing is, I, who would I, how would I know? Because I don't, you know, you don't know. You just yeah. don't know anything anymore. But that that's exactly what terrifies me because I, you know, I like being alive. I like experiencing things, even the shitty things. And uh, I don't know. I just have this whole thing. If I think too deeply about it, mm. it really freaks me out. But it's like I, I literally can't grasp the concept of not of like nothing. Like I can't grasp the content, concept of that because it's like, how do you go from all of this to all of a sudden nothing? There's just nothing. And I know that I don't know that there's nothing. Mm-hmm. But thinking about the fact that there's nothing mm-hmm. freaks me out because like how how? How can there I, just be nothing? Yeah, I, ma- I imagine it just being black. But that's horrible. No, it's not. I because mean, sure, you're, you're not, not there anymore. You're not. But, there's nothing. But I mean, sure. Once the thing that it doesn't freak me out, like to know that I won't experience that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you don't experience that there's nothing. But thinking about the fact that there, at some point, it's just done. You mm-hmm. know, that freaks me out because it's like 
I love the idea of reincarnation, but reincarnation also freaks me out. It's but like I, think, I can't win with these I things. I think I think the 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 whole for example, if you would say, Okay, we live forever, like literally oh, I would forever. Hate that. <laughs> you everybody would hate it at some point because what is there to do anymore? You and from what is the the end goal? There's no end goal anymore. You basically just do at some point you repeat yourself. Yeah. At some point there you're done with everything. And I think if people would actually live forever, people would kill themselves. Yeah. They find a way to kill themselves at some point. Because nobody wants to live forever. The concept of living forever is not That's only crazy but but is is not meant to be that i mean first of all time i mean we would need to go into concept of time we don't but at the second i mean everything around on this world has like a time limit if you look at like for example stone or wood or or things that are not like living even those things are dying even those things disappear at some point um every living being dies some things maybe reappear again, like if you think of trees, trees like go into winter, they essentially, they're not dying, but they essentially go, you know, as, I mean, technically trees, obviously trees die at some point, trees mm -hmm. don't live forever, but they live a long time, some of them, and then they die and then they're dead. So I think the concept of us dying is not something that is just random. It has to happen at some point. Sure. But this is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break first. <laughs> what is your problem? Okay, so this is my problem. Uh, I am scared of the fact that I'll die and that there will be nothing. Mm -hmm. I, But I, on the other hand, I would hate to live forever. <laughs> and on the other hand... The third hand, uh, I, if if I were reincarnated and mm -hmm. I came back mm -hmm. and lived another life, I'd fucking hate that mm -hmm. because I don't want to. I don't want to be like a, a teenager again. Fuck that. Yeah. I don't want to go through all of that crappy heartbreak and you know all of the first love shit. I don't want to go through that again. That was horrible. But then then it's like, okay, what if you come back as a dog? Great. I would love coming back as a dog. However. <laughs> a dog's life is also short and maybe i get hit by a car or <laughs> maybe i have owners that abuse me you know it's like i don't want so it's like every every alternative scares is, me the thing is you would know anyways that's the beauty of it you, that's not true there are some people who yeah feel their past lives some people but the whatever you know if you believe in it if you don't believe it if you think it's bullshit if you don't think it you wouldn't know the 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 most people are not aware of that and wouldn't know so that aside, the thing is, mo they're like ninety percent, ninety nine percent, you wouldn't know anyways. Um, I feel like if I were reincarnated and came back, I feel like I would feel my past life. Maybe not know everything, but I feel like I would. At least this version of myself, because who knows? Maybe I've already lived a bunch of lives. You know, who I mean, knows? If but reincarnation is a thing, then we probably all did at some point, yeah. You sure? But but I think that that's the beauty of it. You don't know, and it doesn't matter in the end. And at the same time, I think uh, the the beauty of not living forever and of having this thing that connects us all, which is death, and hopefully another violent death or death of war or whatever, is that we all go towards something you know we all have this thing that connects us and so we 
maybe can use this time on Earth to, you know, make it a little better. Maybe uh, inspire other people to be to be better. Maybe use this time in a in a profound way. Maybe even if you have like a following or something. I like I like people who have a big following, uh, like. I don't know, movie stars or even social media stars and to try to use that for bettering themselves and but also trying to, you know, better their their followers and try to educate them about uh, important issues. Um, and I think that's something that that is very inspiring, but at the same time is only inspiring because we have a, a limited time on this earth. Because in the, I mean, sure, there are other threats like global warming and stuff like that. But in the end, if we would live forever, who care, Who would care about that shit? You know? Probably not a lot of people. I actually see it differently. Okay. I, I think that people would care more if we lived forever because we would live forever but would lose our resources. We would lose... We know that we live forever, we can't die, and I think that that would encourage us to take care of the planet that we're on because it's literally all we have. But if we're going to die anyways, it's like, then why should I care if I'm going to die? Yeah, I mean, I agree, sure, sure. But if this is our only planet and we know that we're going to live forever, then we're not going to let it die. Otherwise, where where will we be? At the same time, I think uh, if living forever would further greed more and like, like power-hungry people and... People who try to, you know, if you live forever, you want that forever to be as nice as possible. I think we would. I think we would have a shit ton of a shit ton more. I should say, uh, power problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Um, what What is the first time where you were like consciously aware of the concept of death? I don't know. I mean, probably with like when my dog died, my first dog. But what was the first dog? Claire. She was a golden retriever. And I was six or seven, I think, when we mm -hmm. put her down. And I remember it so vividly. It was horrible. But she was like 13 or something. And she had either cancer or some really mm. serious illness that, you know, it was, she couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Um, But that was hard because we were all there when she died. Mm. Um, But... I guess like so a pet I mean I think that's a lot of kids first experience with death but mm. at that point I think I also I don't know I mean I, I grew up in a, a Christian household and um, I mean yeah so you're kind of taught a little bit about death anyways and my parents were really good about talking to us about it like when Claire died and but you were also introduced in the more fearful side of death like if you do things like that you know you go from, to hell not from my parents but no, from no, but the I'm, church right that's 1, what I'm saying yeah and and so I think that like the upbringing of yours and the, the I was scared I mean right, they scared you, you were basically taught of death like you be, you were scared of death sure there was the concept of heaven but that's something that you know yeah you go to heaven sure if you're mm -hmm. like a good Christian or whatever but I think they, the technique that still a lot of religion uses is if you die and do certain things, if you behave a certain mm -hmm. way, then you go to hell or you come I to mean, this place. I was that was so like brainwashed into my head that I still think that sometimes. Like if I do something that I'm not super proud of myself for doing, I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to go to hell. I need to do something to like counter that or to like atone for that. Because even though at this point in my life, I don't, I don't know what I believe in. I don't not believe in something but i also don't believe in something mm. i'm kind of like 
maybe there's something, maybe there's not. Show me the proof. Yeah. But like I'm open to the idea of something. Yeah. But who knows? And so I still have it so drilled into my head. Like if, <laughs> if mm. there is something and I'm a bad person, then I'm going to burn for the <laughs> eternity. See, but I think that's, that's the reason why you are still maybe a little unsure about that. Sure, the concept Probably. of, I think that's a, that's a scary thing for a lot of people because you don't know. You just don't yeah. know. So and, and knowing that there might be nothing and being scares brought a lot up, of people. Like being taught that there is something. Yeah. You're taught 1,000% this exists, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that that's a weird concept to... That's why teach. That's why the thing is, I like can't. Nobody who teaches that right, can know that right. it one thousand percent exists. And for my brain works more in the concept of a scientist, where you know, if you can't prove something, it's not. It's not real. It's a concept. Yeah. It might help some people cope with things. Right. That's totally fine. But it's still a concept that is man-made until it's proven wrong or right. Yeah. Therefore, I like the uh, the idea of there's nothing. Because if there's nothing, you don't know anyways, because how would you know? Because there's nothing. Yeah. So I, I I don't like the idea of heaven, you know, of the eternal life in heaven where everything, you know, is having its own cloud or whatever you want to believe. I don't like this idea because it's, bull in my opinion, it's bullshit. But at the same time, I hate the idea of people, you know, trying to make a point of if you behave a certain way, you go to hell, this eternal place where mm -hmm. you suffer forever. What the mm -hmm. fuck? What the fuck? You try to push people in making the right decisions. And also, what by kind of if God existed? Things? What kind of God would be like? Oh, you lied a lot, yeah, so mean, you're gonna burn forever. <laughs> what? What? If, if, if we talk about that, what God yeah, gives kids cancer? Yeah, we can go into cancer. that. We can but, go into that. Sure. For... Um, but uh, my my for, I don't see for me, for example, I don't really know when I was first really introduced to death. Because but you, like when your my, first experience. I mean, when my grandpa, grandpa died. But but the I, the thing is, first of all, I don't really remember much about that time. I remember him being brought to the hospital and being in the hospital in, in like a coma for a couple of days and then he died. But I don't really remember much about it. And I also don't really remember being really sad about it, but also not, you know, he was there obviously, but he mm -hmm. was there most of the time when I wasn't really, when my, my memory wasn't really, you know, that developed yet. So yeah. I... I don't have a lot of memory about him and therefore there was not a big relationship in the sense that i would miss him mm -hmm. so it was i don't really remember that concept mm -hmm. but then of course pets and one of the hardest one was like our first cat because he we grew up with him and and after eight in, in 19 years he died no not 19 yeah 19 years he died or 20 years something like that 19 20 years he died so that was like, I think one of the first hardest hit in terms of death. Obviously, it was already very old. So, um, very old. yeah, but older. So I, I was already introduced to death, but that mm -hmm. was like the first big, bigger loss in my yeah. life. But I don't know. I was never really taught about death. Sure, you know, we went to church and stuff like that, but you know, I didn't give a shit about all the shit that they praised or all all of the stuff that we learned in religion i didn't really care and also in our religious upbringing or in my religious upbringing the concept the really older concept of hell and mm -hmm. heaven and all that stuff and the you know the punishing god and stuff was not really taught mm -hmm. so i think i for myself developed into this more so belief that 
there is nothing after death, mm -hmm. which gives me peace. But did the church teach that, that there's nothing after no, death? No, no, that no. Would surprise that's, me. No, no, no. That's something I developed. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I. The, the weird thing is that with my anxiety, I weirdly have this when I'm super anxious and I'm in my head and stuff like that. I have this weird fear of not dying, but dying in a really painful mm -hmm. or a horrible way in the sense that you suffer for years. Yeah. That's something. I mean, I think that's a lot of people fear that in the sense that you wouldn't like that, obviously. You wouldn't like that to happen to you. But obviously with anxiety you obsess about it and that's something i have to overcome and it is not really related to dying it's just mm -hmm. the concept of getting something or developing a disease that slowly kills you after yeah. years that's something i don't like and i'm struggling yeah i think a lot of i mean like you said probably a lot of it comes from my religious background and like how i was taught about death like in the church but I think a lot of fear also comes from because I've had a lot of loss mm -hmm. uh, within my family. And a lot of it was in a very, very, very short time mm -hmm. span, like over four or five years where so many family members died in really crazy ways, like that yeah. were just not expected. Yeah. And um, I think that that also had a really massive effect on me because of the age that I was when it happened. It was between the ages of 14 and mm -hmm. and 19. Yeah. And so I think just not only feeling the loss myself, but also experiencing what it's like to see your family members grieving mm -hmm. and, you know, constantly it felt, felt like we were going to a funeral all the yeah, time, even yeah, though it wasn't yeah. really all the time, but it felt like that where it's like, this is becoming so normal almost. And I don't know, just the fact that they weren't there anymore. Mm. And that was really hard for me too, just to be like, this is someone that I used to see mm. all the time and now they're just not here. And it's, I mean, that's... I think that had a really big effect on me. And that also led me into a pretty deep depression i think that's a lot where my depression started was around the time when all of the mm. my family was kind of suffering and people were dying and yeah no i mean i, f I get that i think the the way for example if you have like a disease and you know you die i think the concept of leaving back people you love maybe like even family or kids i think is super scary and not easy to to work through mm -hmm. but at the same time that's something you don't have to be concerned about because sure it's nice to know that you know they're financially stable or whatever or to have a support system but at the same time that's something they have to figure out once you're gone um and i think that that's that's something that i don't like obviously knowing that for example i would die younger and, and there's still a family that mm -hmm. ne needs something or whatever I mean, sure, at least I know that there are a lot of friends and family here who would support the whole thing. But still, that's something I don't like about. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I like the, I don't know who said that. It's it's not really a quote, but, um, you know, if you were dead, I think Rick, Rick Chirvi, Ricky Chirvi said that. But I think something like, uh, if you're dead, um, you don't give a shit about anything anymore because you're dead so it doesn't matter when you're dead it doesn't matter if someone's grieving it doesn't matter if someone lost you you know because you're dead it doesn't matter they are 
they are basically have they have to deal with the whole shit. You know, and that gives me comfort in the sense that <laughs> it's weird, but that gives me comfort in the sense that it's not my my shit anymore, you know? As as selfish it sounds, but at the same time it's not because we all die. We can't decide when we die. Sure we can you know, try to avoid certain things. Mm-hmm. But it's not in our hand. It's not really in our hands. So to an you know, extent, to an it extent. is in our hands. No, sure, but... to an extent, sure. But but uh, if you if you're living a good life, if you're trying to be healthy, and if you live up to a certain age, then and it's not up. It's not up to you when you go. Um, and therefore, I think it's not selfish to say, okay, I'm gone, so I don't give a shit about anything anymore. You know, sure, it's nice to say I have like a, a money saved for the occasion and and i know that my family is doing well that's super nice but at the same time who cares because you're gone <laughs> i mean that gives me comfort <laughs> that doesn't give me comfort i still want to i don't want to say fuck it you know if i if i die i don't care how you get on with the whole thing you know the, but I the thing do. is, you, the, but the thing is, you don't have an option. You don't care. Nah, but I can care before I die on sure. the chance that I die. That I feel like, if something were to happen, sure you would be grieving, but I wouldn't be concerned about the the little things that need to, like you know, if we have a will. Obviously, or if we obviously, have a, obviously, know. sure. But but again, nobody cares. You don't care because you're dead. Sure, yeah. but that doesn't bring me any comfort. It doesn't bring me discomfort, but it doesn't bring me comfort either. The, it's just for me. It's that you know when it's when I'm gone, when I'm done with the whole thing. I know that I'm not laying somewhere or being like ash that is worrying. You know, you yeah. won't hear me from the urn like worry, 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 worry. <sighs> oh, the ash is worrying again. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm super interested in you, the listener. If you, what is your like. Uh, a relationship to death or what is are you like fearful of death or uh, how do you cope with the whole dying concept at some point um because yeah i think a lot of people have different opinions and different uh ways to do that so i would totally love to hear about that if you hit us up on our instagram or email us on, on translating love podcast at gmail.com that would be really cool mm-hmm. to hear do you have something to add? I don't. Okay. If you like what you hear, subscribe, please. Uh, like the podcast, share the podcast. And give us a review on like Apple Podcasts. Sing the theme tune. And we hear each other next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.